Welcome to the FM Gamers as we get spell jammed. The FM Gamers is an actual play streaming 5th edition D&D game. We play every other week on Monday nights, but this is the podcast version of that show. So enjoy this audio experience until you can join us on Mondays from 7 till 9 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash misdirectedmark and be a part of the action in the chat room. Now let's get on with the game. When an intergalactic prison ship falls out of the sky onto a world that uses swords and sorcery, things get weird. Join our heroes as they get spell jammed. And now I'd like to introduce you to the cast. My name is Chris Nizak, and I will be your dungeon master for this journey. Hi, I'm Jane Calvert, and I am playing McDonald, a human monk. Hi, I'm Alana Smith, and I will be playing our druid elf, Clint. And I'm Jesse Edmund, and I am playing the gnome investigator, Constable Spango. All right, uh, we're going to do a few announcements before we get into the uh, the recap in the game. Um, our first announcement, if you would like to subscribe to the FM Gamers and Mr. Mark Productions on Twitch, we would greatly appreciate that. You can click the subscribe button, and that will help us uh, upgrade more things. Like, you know, for instance, we have a new camera, we have new overlays. Uh, this stuff is all, we love doing it, but it also takes time and, and money, so uh, any any bit of help would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you're an Amazon Prime user already, you can just, you get a free subscription to Twitch. So if you're not using that for anything, please use it for us. We'd really appreciate it. It would not just help us, but all the other shows in Misdirect and Mark Productions. So, uh, Jane, I hear that you're, uh, you're, you're doing something locally. I am. Uh, so coming up on October 24th, I will be uh, running a Learn to Play event at Gather, uh, Gathering Game is hosting it on the west side of Buffalo, um, and I will be teaching Eldritch Horror, which was one of my favorite HP Lovecraft collaborative cooperative games, and it's great. Usually we all die horribly, but, you know, it's always fun. Plus, Gathering Game is, game is a great store. I love that little gaming cafe. It's wonderful. So great, yeah. So if you're local, check it out. Uh, also, there's a if you really like D&D, and also, again, if you're local, not everybody's local, we understand that, but there's a play coming out called She Kills Monsters. It starts October 25th, runs till November 16th. It's at the Great Arrow Building, and it's being put on by Subversive Theater. And if you don't know, I believe She Kills Monsters, I've heard of this play before. It's, it's been making the rounds about. It's pretty excellent. Uh, Jesse, yeah. you want to tell us about a podcast? Sure. Um, so uh, there's a podcast that I'm producing with a couple of uh, local to Rochester, Comedians uh, Brian McBride and Derek DeSoul um, called Tis the Seasonals, where they eat seasonal food and um, rate it. Um, the rating system is entirely arbitrary. Mostly it's just watching two dudes uh, kind of gross themselves out slowly as they go through the process of torturing themselves. Um, I produce it, and I have a lot of fun. Um, so check it out. A new episode out every Wednesday. This week's episode, I believe, is Pumpkin Spice Beer. So... Well then, yeah. <laughs> uh, last thing before we get to it, we didn't mention this last time, and we didn't put it on the table last time, which was my fault. We use a safety tool in our game called Script Change. It is uh, initially concepted by Bree Sheldon, who's an excellent game designer. You should check out their stuff. Um, the Script Change is a safety tool where we can uh, either rewind to say, "Let's do that again." We can pause it if we didn't like what would hap- what happened, and we can then go through and see what we didn't like about that or just like get rid of it out of our game completely. It lets us stop and assess what's going on. Or we can fast forward through a thing if like we don't really need to go into great detail about that or we think a scene's over. Like it can help with gameplay too. Like, well, this scene's kind of dragging out. Let's, let's get on with it. Um, there's also, if, if people are feeling uh, uncomfortable with the thing but they want to uh, maybe see how it goes, they can use the step-by-step button to let us move through the scene a little bit slowly knowing that there's something to be cautious about. So that's script change. We use that tool while we play the game. All right, let's get on with our recap. So last time, our heroes were seeking to save their friend Finnegan Battlerun, who was being attacked by wolves. Then, after they saved him from the wolves, which were acting very strange, a lot of animals have been acting strange lately, a flying star screamed over their head. But it was really a ship, they found out, that flew across the sky and landed. From that point, the heroes investigated, met a creature named Stee, a black, completely black alien with tentacles and a singular white eye. Um, they investigated the ship after that, after Stee left, leaving them alone. Uh, 
They learned there was something after exploring this alien ship made of hardwood and weird biological materials. Um, a entity, a consciousness named Chaeblis was in the ship and warned them that it could possibly be blowing up very soon if they didn't deal with that. So then they found what they assume is the computer core or the core of the ship, which is a giant vat of liquid with all these uh, biological components coming out of it that spread out into the ship. And um, then Clint decided to go and leap into the pool, uh, was stopped briefly by McDonald, and then McDonald, after a brief discussion, dropped Clint into the pool. And that's where we pick up. All right. You've been dropped into this pool of glowing liquid. Yes. It uh, is tingly for about a second and a half, and then all of a sudden, your mind explodes. You see nebulas. You see uh, space. You see stars. You see ships. You think they're ships, but some of these words, they pop into your head, and you don't even understand what they mean, but then you, you know the definitions of them. But it's like this molten liquid that is just flowing throughout your consciousness. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Yes. Um, so can I give you one of these fun chips that I have? To get advantage? Yeah. Yes, you absolutely okay. can. <laughs> Chip. I'm really glad I did that. Um... So wisdom, 15. 15, very good. You only take sort of damage instead of all of the damage. Sort of damage, okay. So here's what happens. Like, all of this information just flows into your head, including a consciousness. And you feel something is now inside of your mind with you, occupying the same space as your head. And you hear this, this, this cute little voice is like, well, that went better than I expected. Me too. Uh, couple things. Your intelligence and your wisdom are both decreased by two, as oh. opposed to six. Okay. <laughs> okay, so that becomes a negative. <laughs> you also have a new skill. And that skill is galactic knowledge. Ooh. Ooh. Not only do you have that skill... It is, uh, it is intelligence-based, but you currently have double your proficiency modifier in it. Nice. I'm glad this is only my character sheet because I can't spell. That's fine. No, <laughs> no worries on that part. But um, you, uh, the uh, McDonald, you were standing outside of this. Yeah, place. what does this look like? Um, as Clint is floating in this pool, like submerging it, like nothing happens for a second, then, then the glowing liquid... Um, infuses with even brighter light. And all of a sudden, from all around, all of this energy starts flowing from the biological tentacly things that were coming out of it, that were mm-hmm. flowing into the ship, into it like a pulsing wave. This happens for about 15 seconds. Okay. Did you want to do anything during that 15 seconds? Um, Clint's not screaming or making any noticeable... Is Clint unconscious? Oh, you can't actually see Clint because Clint is inside of this bright glowing liquid. Okay. You so, see a silhouette of Clint in the liquid. But no, I don't hear any sound. Nope. Nor see any bubbles. No bubbles. I win at the no bubbles game. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, mm, no, I'm going to be patient and I'm going to wait. All right. So that all happens and finally it the energy seems to have faded out from the ship and, and coalesced into the pool and then coalesced around Clint. And now Clint is faintly glowing as Clint then floats to the surface and Clint's head and face pops up above the water, the liquid. Cool. When that happens, I'm going to pull Clint out. All right. It's goopy. It's, it's, not, li- it's not water. It's, it's, you're not even sure what it is. Um, it drips off of you. Uh, your head hurts a lot. But you're not, like, bleeding or anything like that. And then, I, like I said, you hear that voice like, well, that went better than I expected. And I will say me, too. Um, so you bought some time, you hear in your head. Oh, hey, we bought some time. 
The ship won't explode, but it will uh, implode or collapse it in, in a little while. Um, she says it's going to implode or collapse in a little while. Um, can you give us, like, a more solid time for when it's going to do that thing? Probably about 45 minutes to an hour by your standard time. Okay, so 45 minutes to an hour by our time. Yes. Okay. Um... Spango, where were you when this was all going on? Well, I, I, I was uh, you were trying, tinkering. Yeah, right? I was trying to fix the ship, and I feel like uh, when everything kind of calms down, they may hear about this time from the other room. I did it! I fixed the ship! <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll come running in and see this. You know, ah, man! <laughs> you know he didn't fix the ship, right? You hear that in your head. Yeah, I don't think so. Eh. It's still going to blow up in like 45 minutes. Not blow up, implode. Implode. Implode? Okay. Go yeah. instead of crunch instead of boom with shrapnel. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's better then. Um. It's mostly because the dimensional containment that's holding the space hamster uh, will cease working. You know what? I don't really know how to describe that to them right now. <laughs> Strangely enough, when when uh, Che Ablis says that to you, like you get a bunch of like diagrams and pictures in your head. You can't really make sense of them, but like sort of you can. It's like, oh yeah, when that thing stops working, this will implode. Um, is there anything else useful in the ship that we could get uh, before we leave? I mean, we have forty-five minutes, so. I mean, you could go let the the creatures out of the ship so that they don't die. Most uh, of the things in here are just animals. Some of them are not exactly unharmless, but they're still living things. Okay, I will bring that up to my teammates. Hey, um, she thinks that we should let the animals out that were in the cages that we saw. But why were they in cages? Why were they in cages? Oh, they're a menagerie. They're a collection for the Draconis Empire. They're a collection for the Draconis Empire. It's a weird ship. It's like part prison ship and part menagerie. It's part prison ship, part menagerie? How do we know which ones are prisoners and which ones are menagerie? Uh, I could tell you, I suppose. This was a prison ship, guys. <laughs> oh, boy. What? Uh, I don't know about just letting them out. I mean, that seems kind of dangerous. What if they, you know, like, eat somebody or have a disease or something. Or turn out to be invasive species. Well, or that. There was only like one of each of them, so it's not like they're going to be able to... Are any That's of them going to be able they... to breathe? <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of... Uh... But there's a bunch of those... Um... She says something in a language that you don't understand. It sounds like gibberish. Although when she says it, it's the monkeys, the monkey-looking things, because there was more than one of them. Oh, there's more than one of those monkeys. Mm -hmm. But how do we know that there won't be, like, poisonous stuff to them on our planet? Like... (sighs) Would they be better off stranded? In a different dimension when the ship implodes? I mean, we don't have a good way to contain... I mean, I guess we could take them to the farm. But I don't think Finnegan will appreciate that. Yeah. The ship rumbles a little bit. Yeah, we don't really have time to figure out how to contain them all. Nope. Nope. Um... Can the ship fly? Oh, no. No, not anymore. That, that's what you hear in your head. No, no, not anymore. <laughs> That's a, uh, well, okay. Uh, all right. Well, um, I guess we take it to a vote. Is that a thing? All in favor of getting the animals off the ship that aren't going to immediately eat people. Let's let's put that caveat right out there right away. Like, if if it's like, oh, it's just going to eat everything around it. 
implosion might be the best way to go. Unfortunately. That's a very... You hear in your head, of course. That's a very... unkind way to think, I suppose, but... logical. Gnomes are very logical. What? (laughs) Gnomes are logical. Oh. Okay, that seems a... I don't know. Weirdly, just weird thing to say, but I mean. Oh right. Um. This, this, if if she wants to vote, she'll have one hand, and then when I vote, I'm gonna use. Wait. So you're getting two votes here? I'm not. Get, I'm only getting one. <laughs> uh. I don't really need a vote. You saved me. It's fine. Well, your vote is to save the animals, right? That's my suggestion. I haven't voted yet. Sorry. Her vote. (laughs) Okay. Her vote is to save the animals. My vote is... Oh, I'm playing a druid. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, no, both of us are voting for saving the animals. Uh. Yep. So the question is, what do you do? As the ship rumbles some more. You know, spaceship lady, I asked where something was useful. That we could take off the ship. I guess saving the animals is a useful thing to take off the ship, but like... You also hear this faint banging coming from uh, north of your position. I'm going to go investigate that because this decision is not one that is easy for me to make. All right, uh, the door to this room is open. Okay. Uh, when you walk out, you hear the banging coming to from your right, which is to the north. I'll follow that. All right, um, it leads up and around. It's not very far. And there's another door there, and it's closed, uh, but the power on the ship is mostly turned off. Um, when you go to, like, open it, or if you touch it, like, it doesn't open. Okay. Um, so can I, like, use a crowbar and, like, pry it open? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Uh, uh, this is more about how fast you can do it rather than if you do it or not, so go ahead and make a, give me an uh, athletics check. Cool. Uh, I think a crowbar gives me a plus two to strength checks to pry things open. Sure. Seems reasonable. Um, I have a 20. Yeah, you, it, you do it pretty quick. You just... And it just... There's like a, a bam and it opens. No problem. Um, it's another one of those rooms that's like the, the, the prison cell menagerie room that you saw before. Mm-hmm. Um, straight across... Around there's like a, a, so the one thing that's different about this room is in the in the middle, away from all the other cell areas. There's like this black container thing. It's probably about seven feet on a side with a silver door on the front of it with a um with like a, a pad on it. Oh, uh, is that where the banging is coming from? No, the banging is coming from the other side of that. And and this thing kind of blocks my view of yeah. what's banging. I'll go around it. Yeah, as you start walking, you say, get me out of here. Hey, get me out of here. There's someone that's not an animal here. I call back. She did say that this was also a prison ship. Yeah, prison. Prison ship. Who's there? Who's there? Menagerie. Um, taking it under advisement. You're just going to ignore me. I can hear you. I'll go see who, what this person looks like. Uh, when you walk around, it looks like a hobgoblin. Wow. Except their, uh, their, their fur is actually well-groomed, and they're wearing um, a jumpsuit of some sort. It's like, a, it's like this, this uh, beige suit. Like, be- it's not a suit, it's a, sort of like the thing that you would see a pilot wear or a prisoner wear or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's got like cuffs that cinch down on the wrists and the ankles, and they're also wearing boots. Uh, you're pretty sure it's a he? Okay. He's like, he lo- it looks, looks you over and he's like, man, you don't have any hair whatsoever on you, do you? No. We are polar opposites in that way. That's true. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Rivo 7. Okay. Where are you from? I'm from here. Where's here? Great question. Uh, I'm going to walk away. Where, um, where did it go? Man, come back. Go. 
Uh, and I, well, I go back to them and I say, there's someone who looks like a hobgoblin, but he's from a faraway place. So, yeah, probably a prisoner. All right, I'm going to vote. I'm fine. I think we let them go. Let them all go. Uh, okay, then I won't vote because you've won. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's go let out the animals that aren't going to murder Let's go do this really people. clearly bad idea. Yeah. All right. You gotta hurry. Have some inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all of us. Okay. Let's go clearly do this bad idea. (laughs) Opening up the doors. There's the first teacher. I only have one crowbar. I do have a hammer and pitons, though, if someone wants to use them to, like. Is there a way for me to open? Can I open the door? Yeah, uh, Chaeblis actually, like, gives you the passcodes for all the doors. Sweet! I'm gonna go open the doors. Look, I got buttons. <sighs> All right. So you open these. You open these doors. Like you just go from door to door, opening them. Do you? Is that what you do? Yep. All right. Um, I'm gonna look for some way to like wrangle these things outside the ship. Because if they don't need me to open doors, then I'm gonna try to make a pen outside of the thing to put all the things in. Okay. I, I don't know. Sure. What, like, else what to do you do. what do you do with it? I mean, you could just let these things run off. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like an even worse idea. <laughs> well, that's going it, on. Then. It's probably almost. I will say it's probably almost impossible to wrangle all of the creatures that you're going to let out. There's uh, not in forty. There's probably minutes. about yeah. There's probably about sixteen of them. Okay, fine. Then I will just help. I mean, if you want to uh, try to identify what maybe one of the most dangerous or two dangerous ones are, you can do that. Sure, that's what I will do. Cool. Give me um, give me an animal handling check. Cool. I have a plus two. Nineteen. Well then. So, you're pretty sure there's this large cricket-like creature with a uh, with a gem. It's like a it's like a green gem, amethyst gem, in its forehead. You're pretty sure that. I don't know, just something about it. The, the feeling that you get from it is like, it will devour forestry for miles and miles and miles. We shouldn't let this one out. <laughs> don't let this one out. Okay. Mm. I trust you. Um, also, there's a large cat creature with three eyes, and its uh, central eye is on the end of its snout. Um, you're pretty sure that's an apex predator of some sort. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's a predator, and it's not going to have any other predator to, to hunt it, except maybe, you know, sentient beings. Yeah, I will also point that one out as a predator that has no food chain that it belongs to, and we should maybe not. Does um, it see smells? Well, it looks like awesome. it. <laughs> <laughs> Better or worse than a displacer beast? Uh, I, I would say slightly better, because it's cuter. But Have you seen a displacer beast? Maybe. I don't know. I, I've seen pictures and books. There's a kitty. But with, tentacles. with tentacles. Yeah. This one's just a kitty with no tentacles. Three eyes. Yeah, yeah, the, the third eye is really creepy. It's got an eye nose. I don't like I don't trust anybody with an eye nose. It's not been a long standing philosophy, but it is one now. It's a short-standing I know exactly what you're talking about. I also need all three of you, um, when you come to this one cell, I need you all to make a a wisdom saving throw. That tells me that I don't want to let this one out. (laughs) Six. Eleven. You actually passed with an eleven. Okay. I I got a seven, but is this magic? Yeah, it's totally magic. Oh, sweet. I have that thing. Uh, I got a 19. Nice. You also pass. Um, there's this bear. It looks like a bear anyway. The, it's the closest thing that you can come to is a bear, but its fur is all lit up in like this tie-dyed swirling pattern. Um, McDonald, it just mesmerizes you. I mean, the colors are just so beautiful. Yes, that. And you find yourself just staring at it. And the, the I two need to you... make clothes that do that. <laughs> How am I going to do that? <laughs> The other two of you are like, you, you stare at it and you start getting drawn into it too, and then you realize uh, some of the uh, Che Ableus in your head is like, no, no, don't look at it, don't look at it! And then you, you manage to close your eyes. Okay, yeah. And, uh, don't look at it! And don't he, look at the thing! Yeah, and <laughs> Mango hears you and, doesn't, and looks away. Hey, hey, no, look away! 
I think I think I uh, I just kind of tried to like tackle Meg out of the way and just kind of <laughs> run into the leg and then fall over. Yeah, that's pretty much what yeah. happens. On the bright side, that's enough to shake uh, McDonald out of the uh, out of the reverie. Huh. Thanks. But I am gonna figure out how to make that. That's awesome. Yeah, that 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 bear. You're sure it's not like dangerous? Like it's an herbivore. Like. Mm. Che like Ableist tells you in your head it's an herbivore. Oh, it's an herbivore? Yeah. It's an herbivore? You just can't like look at bear? it? You just can't look at it, but then, like... I mean, it's about the size of a koala. Oh, like oh, a little okay. bear. Yeah, it's a little bear. It's barely a bear. It's barely a bear. It's a red panda bear. It's massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's you it is, apparently. Not, not listening to anybody. It's huge. <laughs> I mean, if it's an herbivore, maybe we can bring that one back to the farm. And and have all the goats and sheep get killed by it because they look at it too long? Well, I think it's a bad idea. We're full of bad ideas. I know. Then again, you think to yourself, how am I supposed to make a cloak out of this thing or any kind of clothes out of it if I don't have it to study? Just okay, throwing fine. that out there. I'll adopt this one. Don't let me look at it too long. Yeah. All right. Um, so you let the little bear out. It just kind of like crawls over. It's like you know, it's it's about it's about three feet tall. It's like it's like it's like Spangos. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It just like crawls over to your leg and latches onto it. Cool. I will walk with that. Does that take off like five feet of my speed? Or yeah, something? something like that. Cool. Uh, then there's only the, the black um, containment unit with the pad on it and uh, the hobgoblin that's in this cell is like, really? You're going to let everybody else out but me? What are you in for? Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a war criminal. I was a soldier. I got caught. Um, is that true? Insight. Me too. Uh, does one of you want to aid the other one? I will aid. Okay. That means you get to roll 2d20. Sweet. Uh, oh. I got a 20. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> cool. 24. Out of curiosity, how do you aid? Like, what is, what is your methodology for aiding, aiding each other? Um, I think part of it is that she's asking the question while I'm watching. Yeah, he's asking the question while you're watching. He said so. Um, so, so, yeah, and, and I also probably have figured out a hand signal or something to let you know about, like, Pulse, or if someone's sweating too much, sure. or something like that. Yeah. To to be clear, McDonald's he or they. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Twenty four. All right. Uh. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh. He's not lying. Okay. He seems a little ashamed. Um. But none of the telltale signs of lying are there. Like he paused for a second, but you could tell. Uh. You could sense that that was more about being ashamed of the situation of why he was in than anything else. Um, well, we don't have any wars going on around here. We have a farm. Do you want to do some farm work? I'm, after my soldiering career, I was a mercenary. Like, I'm a merc. Soldier for hire. Mm. Do you want to try farm work? See if you like it? I mean, sure, why not? Anything's better than being in this place, right? I mean, yeah. And then dying. Yeah, sure. Um, you're gonna what, do you, what do you mean dying? This place is going to implode in a bit. It's going it, to implode. Implode. No, please, please let me out. Please, please now. Please, I'll farm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're staying with us. Oh, okay. Do you know um, what's in this black canister thing? Uh, you hear in your head, like, that's where the space hamster is. That's where the space hamster is. So that's the source of where all of this is going to be bad in a little bit. I think so. We're leaving. I cannot pronounce any of these words on my character sheet. Chenobulus. Chenobulus? Chabulus. Chabulus. I don't know. I'm putting an N in there. There's no N. That's fine. Should we just leave the hamster here? I mean, I think the hamster's going to get out regardless. Hmm. 
But if we let the hamster out, will the ship still implode? Because you said something about the hamster being the reason it's going to implode. You know, the containment unit will... It's a lot bigger on the inside. Apparently, this unit is a lot bigger on the inside. Hmm. Then I don't want to have to try to find something that's tiny in something that's big. You hear Chaeblis in your head start giggling. Why are you laughing? Because she, because the, the, the person thinks it's small. Is it not small? Oh, no, it's gigantic. Then why are you calling it a hamster? Because it's a, it's a hamster. It's a space hamster. Oh, boy. A space hamster? All right, I say we let the hamster out, no matter how big or small it is. And then get out of here. As long as it's not going to implode while we're letting him out, that's fine. Is it going to implode while we let him out? No. But you might want to leave. It's huge. Oh, so we're going to open the door and then leave. And it'll get out on its own. Yeah, this containment unit can actually be dis, uh, pulled up from the ship and brought outside? Uh, Maybe? We crashed. I'm not sure anymore. Apparently this unit can be removed from the ship, and we shouldn't open it inside the ship because it's too big for this area. That tells me that we should not be opening it at all, because we don't have things that big, really. I mean, we, we, there's, there's big creatures. Yeah, but, but not hamsters. I mean, a dragon might find a really nice snack what, what out of you, it. You're, what's in the thing? Says the, says the space hobgoblin. A space hamster. By the way, my name's Tally. Hi, Tally. Hi, Tally. Nice to meet you, Mick. Clint. Clint. Spango. Spango. Weird names on this planet. Nah. Yeah. I don't disagree. Okay. Um, Chab? Um, yeah? What's the name of this planet for folks who aren't from this planet? Uh, yeah. I don't know. What's the name of this planet? I, I never came up with a name for this planet in my entire Probably life. Probably Terra 37. Yeah, sure. There you go. Terra 37. <laughs> Terra 37. I had names for other planets, and not this one, though. Huh. 37, huh? 30 yes, there's, there's, there's 507 Terras on record right now. Yeah. There's 500... 500 what? 500 and what? Seven Terras on record right now. 507 Terras. This is 37. Then we're on number 37... So we got to be pretty close to where they started. Ex- anyway, um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to go over to this space hamster thing and try to lift it. Oh, it's locked down on the sides. Yeah, you can actually see the locks on the sides. Although you have tinker tools, you could maybe open them up. Uh, I mean, okay. So the space hamster isn't going to die from... Okay, Clint. Is the space hamster going to die from the ship imploding? Probably not. Uh, Chad says probably not. Okay. So, it, it probably, um, if we remove it from here, then it will be large. How... Do we have an idea of how big it could be? By the way, you only have about three minutes left. Yeah, <laughs> if, a lot of if it's not like like so massive that it's like as big as the country, could we take it out of there? Like, I mean, what if it's like elephant size? A d- mm. What size is an elephant? Uh, real, real tall, real tall, and really big around, really big. and yeah, it's large, large. Okay, large or huge. Probably huge. <laughs> I see that you're confused. The space hamster is larger than this ship, at least this part of the ship. The space hamster is larger than this part of the ship. Is this it- part of the ship is bigger than huge. We need to not let this thing out. We need to go now okay. before we explode. But just as, so you know, it may be out anyways and might be angry. I'm just I'm just letting you know. Take uh, I'm going to go outside because you keep saying this place is going to implode. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm going to follow That's cool, Tally. Tally. 
Let's. I also am going to. Because I'm limping with this little bear on my right. The bear that looks like this. Yeah, it, it really does. And then the, the colors are all <laughs> green. <laughs> and it moves. Yeah. Where'd you get the dork faster from? I can turn into that bear. You can. Huh? <laughs> okay. But, but Tally points at your leg, Mick, and says, Where'd you get the dork faster from? Um. Well, it's uh, faster than we're going to get out of here if we don't keep moving. I'm just going <laughs> to... He keeps on going. Out, 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 out. Um, you get out of the ship. You walk down the stairs. You, you get a, ways, a bit of a ways from the ship. And then all of a sudden, the ship does start imploding. Like, uh, it, you can hear the crunching, and then the ship starts to suck towards the middle, and then it does it some more, and then there's cracking and sucking and all these weird noises... In the drawer out front, there's all the sucking and cracking and whatnot in the uh, in the drawer. In the, not in the drawer, in the ship. Uh, and then all of a sudden, there is nothing left except for this little black container that is uh, slightly opened, and um, it cracks open like an egg. And as it does, coming out of the uh, coming out of the the this container is a nose and then a face and it's huge and it looks like a hamster's head except it's the biggest hamster head you've ever seen it squeezes out of this this little crack getting bigger and bigger and bigger until it's way larger than this clearing um and you keep running away and then it's finally just standing there it's this gigantic hamster and it goes it it twitches its nose looks around looks down at you it's down in, right down at, at like eye level with all four of you, five, four of you, yeah. And then it goes, and it's like its eyes are bigger than you are. And then it sniffs a little bit, and then it looks around, puts its head up, and then it starts running into the sky. Oh. And then it didn't notice me pointing at Mick like he did it. <laughs> That's different. And it just keeps running into the sky, getting smaller and smaller huh. and smaller. Cool. So, so that was a thing that just happened, um, and the ship's gone. Well, look at Tally. <laughs> Is what? this a common thing that happened? No. All right. Not at all. Well, it's just not. It's not just us. I'm. That was strange. I, I think that was a space hamster. It, yes. I, I think yes. maybe there's like two or three of those in all of the universe. I mean, if I were to define the idea of space hamster, yeah, it'd be pretty much that, I guess. That was It weird. takes up a lot of space, for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely uh, does. I mean, that's why they call them space hamsters, because they occupy space. Yeah. Hmm. Like, a lot of space. Plus, they can run through space. Uh, How do you catch that to begin with? I don't know. Can't be easy. <laughs> um, so... I guess I'll follow you. Yeah, we should head back to uh, hometown. Fairybrook. 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 Out of character. Yep. Fairybrook. Did I write that down? I don't even... It's written down in, in several places. Okay. So, you make your way back to Fairybrook. Um, by the time you get to Fairybrook, it's uh, early-ish in the morning. Yep. Um... Fairbrook's actually not a... It, it's, a, it's a town. It's not super small either because it's on a river that goes into the, the capital city of Kingshaven. And there's a lot of trade roads that come up into Fairbrook to drop their uh, wares onto the, the boats and whatnot that will go into the city. Like, it's, it's a really efficient way. You're walking down one of the main roads. Um, as you get about probably a quarter of the mile outside of town, the edge of town, you see red, like, light in the distance, like that of a fire... That's not good. Like uh, like a big uncontrolled fire? Yeah, like a like, big uncontrolled fire. We Start running. should run. Why, yeah. why are we running? What's what's going on? Because uh, it looks like our ha- home's on fire. Oh, that seems terrible. Um, I'll. If it turns out that we need to do something, I will pay you to help us. Uh, okay. I'm in. I'm 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 in. You got any got any blasters? I'm a, I'm a marksman. I'm really a sniper. Yeah. I'll work on that. Bows and arrows. A uh, uh, what? A uh, what? 
We might have a... He, he stops for a second, and then you all keep running. He's like, oh, he just he, he starts running again. He's like, what kind of backwater planet is this? Terra 37. Never heard of it. Exactly. Oh. I still don't understand why they call us backwater. It's, it's, what's the difference between front water, backwater, and side water? Maybe it's the taste. I don't know. It's just a turn of phrase. It's an expression. It means like your technologic val- uh, advancements are very, very low. I don't want anybody's front water or back water. Just side water for me. Just to be clear. <laughs> You've taken your side. I, I got it. All right. All right. So um, you run into town, and there are people. Um, there are some people that are lying in the street. They've been hurt. Um, some of the buildings are on fire. Like you see a laser blast, like a blast of like a line of fire, essentially, that shoots through a building and starts it on fire. Like blows off part of the roof, which is you know made of uh, shingles, Batch. essentially. Thatch, <laughs> right? And that building's now on fire too. Where is this bright beam of red fire coming from? Uh, down the the main street and to the right, uh, probably closer towards the docks. Okay. We might get you a blaster over there, Tally. Um, okay. That seems terribly dangerous, but let's go anyway. <laughs> All right, so you run down and around the corner, and you see this little figure uh, about the same size as Spango, but it looks like it's made of complete and total metal, or it's completely armored. Um, you see one of the local watchmen. Uh, give me a local watchman name, somebody. Somebody that somebody that you know, William. Karg. What would you say? What did you say? I said Karg. And you said William, right? And I said William. Yeah. Karglum. Karglum. <laughs> or William Karg. William, William Karg. Karg William. Well, yeah. it could be Karg and William. Yeah. Whoa. So you see, you see William with his, you know, a sword. He's a uh, human. He comes out. He's like, ah! Oh! He hits the sword on the top of the the armored gnome and it just shatters. The sword just breaks in half. Oh. And then William looks at his hand uh, like, like and, and at the broken sword and like drops it because like, his hand's still shaking. And then the little um, gnome reaches over, grabs him, picks him up over his head and throws him about 60 feet <gasps> into a bale of hay by the, uh, by the river. Luckily, that bale of hay was there. It still hurt a lot because bales of hay aren't exactly as soft as you think they are. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, and Garg, or Karg, is, is standing there. He's like, um, um, um. And he turns, he starts running. Run, Karg! He owes me money. Uh. <laughs> he's actually running right at you, you, you three. Yeah. Run a different way, Karg. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we roll for initiative? Yeah. Yeah, and I realize that I don't have any of the spell cards that I had from last week. No, no you don't. They're all behind you up on the thing. Um, if you look behind you and to your right, Jesse. To my right? Yes. How's it go? Top shelf. Top shelf. Oh, hey. Ellen's spell cards. Ranger spell cards. So, Super exciting for the audience. Uh, right I'm going to go last because I rolled awfully. McDonald, what'd you get? Fifteen. Clint, what'd you get? Thirteen. Spango, what'd you get? Five. That's still before the metal gnome. We got a one. Uh, and Tally got a Yay, six. Thank you. Because we were walking all night, we did not get a short rest. Is that correct? That is correct. Although I will give you the benefits of a short rest for just hanging out in the after you got chat tables after the thing. Okay. Oh, uh, then Clint. McDonald, you were first when you start this thing. So what do you do? There's buildings to the um to the right of you. There is uh, the the water is to your left with the docks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some ships there, some boats, some ships, some of them larger than others. None of them indicate where this gnome thing came from. Uh, you, Metal thing. You're not really sure. Um, how close is it to the water? It's about 30 feet from the water. Okay. 
So it's not very close. Uh, is there anything else like immediately around it? Uh, any weapons that it's holding? Um, it's not holding any weapons at all. It just looks like to be a gnome encased in armor. Then again, you're still kind of far away from it. Okay. And you have a fluorescent bear on your leg. I do. I do have a fluorescent bear on my leg. Got to come up with a really great name for this guy. Um, uh, I'm going to move forward 35 feet with a fluorescent bear on my leg. And um, I'm going to try to get the, the metal thing's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Bye. Am I in melee? Or you can be. Oh, I don't know if I want to be. I think I want to say, uh, is there something I can do for you? Uh, when you say that, the head on this metal armored gnome spins all the way around, and you realize it's not a head. It's really just all one piece. And its eyes are like beet red, like with light. And it uh, makes some sort of squealing noise for a second, like and then it gets a little bit better. What did you say to it again? Uh, Is there anything I can do for you, basically? It it sounds like it's screaming like all the people that were dying or getting hurt, and then it stops and it says says to you in sort of a mockery of your own voice, is there anything I can help you with? Well, now it's polite. Um, And then it starts walking towards you. Cool. I am going to do a um, dodge action. Okay. In case it's going to attack me, and I'll be like, uh, Clint, do you have any idea what this thing is? And it's your turn, Clint. I have no idea what this is. Um, hey, oh, oh, Chab. What? What? I was, I'm sorry, I was sleeping. What, what is this thing? What am I looking at? The, um, the metal gnome thing. Oh, that's Gnome 5. He's a sentient robot, sort of, that was created to be a war machine? Uh, we need him to stop being a war machine. How do we do that? Uh, I, uh, give me a second. Make a, make a galactic knowledge check. Chabe is, uh, Chabeless is searching the databanks. Okay. Am I adding intelligence or wisdom to this? Intelligence. Okay. But it's, remember, it's at double your proficiency modifier. Yep. So if your proficiency is a flat, I think it's two, so you get plus four. Minus one. Yeah. Fourteen. Nice. Uh, it it is uh it's mostly indestructible. It's got a couple of weak points: one at the neck, uh, one at the hip, and one in the back. Uh, name aim name. If, man. You, if you hit all three of it, it should fall apart. Uh, okay. Aim at the neck, hip, and back, where its weak points are. What can we hit with it? It with because it's usually very thin things like um like laser blasts usually work because they're small. You know we don't have any lasers, Chip. But oh yeah, that's right. Hold on. The only thing on. I have is this, and I'm holding out my rapier. That'll work. <laughs> Stuff well, like that. Will my thunder wave work against it? Probably not. It might knock it over. Hmm. Uh, By what? the way, you see, this thing is now trying to murder um, McDonald, or it will be in a second. Like it's, we'll talk about that when we get there. Uh, <laughs> do you want to do anything else? That was that was sort of your action. Yeah, that your, your was kind brain of my sort action. of seized as you and Chaelus were having like a powwow. Uh, yeah, did, did aim for the, the the neck, the hip, or the back. Uh, Tally's like, uh, if I had something to aim with, I would. And he was like looking around. He's like, "What do I do? I don't have a gun. I can use a laser pistol. I can <laughs> use something to shoot. Got anything to throw? Pretty good at that." Um. I have darts. <laughs> but you're over there near the kill bot. Hmm. Fine. And Tally runs over towards you <laughs> and the kill bot. It's like, where are the darts? Right here in my back. Uh, he he uh, fails at grabbing the darts out of your pack, um, but he has his hand in your pack, which is now a problem because his hand's in the back and you twisted and he got flipped to the side, hit the ground. Uh, he didn't roll very well. 
What about you there, Spango? What are you doing? All right, I guess it's up to me. Um, so with that information, can I use that to do like a sneak attack type thing? Sure. Okay. I'm right up there next to it for you. Aha. I'm going to run up and with my rapier aim for what looks like the weakest point in the neck. Ah. Oops. Wait. Do I have an advantage? No. No. <laughs> I wish you did. What'd you roll? One. Oh, really? You rolled a one? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Oh. All right. Uh. Depends on how you look at it. Hey, Mick. Donald, why don't you roll a uh, dexterity saving throw? Oh, oh, add your dodge bonus to it, by the way. What's a dodge bonus? It's plus two. Uh, so that's a nine. Uh, yeah, you get stabbed by uh, by Spango once again. <laughs> or was this <laughs> the other way last time? I can't remember who stabbed who. No, last time. it was. Spango managed to miss me last time because I got out of the way. Spango, yeah. why don't you roll some damage? You don't have to roll sneak attack damage, just regular oh, damage. Gosh. Four. So, you go to stab the uh, kill bot, the gnome, uh, titled Gnome 5, in the, in the neck. You stab at the neck. The, uh, the bot... Um, the bot compresses downwards, like the whole body compresses inwards. So the stab goes right over its head and right into Mick's uh, chest, or actually probably more like her, yeah. more like their uh, their uh, torso. Torso. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> ah, sorry, sorry. So what color do you do you bleed? Um, well, it doesn't look like I'm bleeding right now. Okay. Right now, I just kind of like level this stony glare. At Spango, I am leveling a uh, uh, <laughs> rocky grimace towards you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's maybe not do that again. Uh, on the bright side, as, as that happens, Gnome Five, his head springs back up. It knocks your rapier skyward. Mm-hmm. That doesn't disarm you, obviously, because that's not how this game works. Uh, knocks your rapier skyward out of the way. Uh, the um. Bot that spins, like rotates rapidly. Uh, Mick, you managed to dance away from it because I rolled really bad uh, against you. But does a 15 hit you, Spango? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you take six points of damage that clocks you. Also, you go rolling 20 feet across the ground. Uh, make a strength saving throw first to see if you go rolling across the, 20 gra- 20, rolling across the ground 20 feet. Oh, um, we did have a short rest. Yes. Mm-hmm. How many? How what would they have, have helped me with? Yeah, you could have spent uh, hit dice to get hit points back. Okay. We only have one. No, you we're two. level, You're level two, two. So two. Okay. Um. So that would have been whatever our hit dice are. You you roll them and add your con modifier. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. I would have been full. That's All right. There you go. Um. Because now I'm down by six. So. <laughs> okay. Did you make your strength saving throw? Uh, I have not attempted it yet. You know, I keep rolling this big die. Thinking. Oh, there, there you go. Natural 20. Yes, I did. Natural 20. Nice. 19. That was no, cool. No, 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 no. There's like sound effects in my ear when it's like it was done. Like it was done. Um, kind of ruins it when I sing in them after they're played. Anyways. <laughs> so the, the, the place is burning. You get, you get whacked. Um, you start to slide, but you manage to plant your feet. You don't go anywhere. Um, you weather a couple more hits from it. And uh, it's McDonald's turn. Um, cool. With what Clint said about where to hit it, I'm going to try to... Um, is it a free action to, like, pull out my darts and hand yeah. them to Tally? Uh-huh. Okay, I give him the darts so that he can back up and he, do whatever he, he wants. Yep. Um, and then I'm going to uh, use my quarter staff. Oh, thanks! Um, I'm going to use my quarter staff and try to hit it in the, the back of the head. And then I'm going to use a key point to do two unarmed strikes and try to hit it in its other weak points. Okay. We'll see. Um... Okay. The quarter staff is a nineteen. Yep. For six points of bludgeoning damage. 
By the way, the, when you hit in the back of the neck with the corset, there's like some sort of cracking sound, and you see the head kind of lolling. Great. That's what we wanted. Um, and then I'm going to uh, aim for the hip. I'll do like a knee strike or something towards there. Uh, it's only a 13. Uh, it doesn't quite hit it where you need to hit it. Okay. Um, but I'm envisioning that it's uh, kneeing it is going to kind of turn it around and let me uh, smash my elbow into its back. Yeah, that's a 21. Mm-hmm. Or seven damage. Very nice. So uh, hitting it in the back like that also makes it like kind of crick to one side, and it doesn't like step back the way it's supposed to. It's almost like you knocked like if there was like something holding it together, it's knocked out of place. Awesome. Uh, anything else? You good? Uh, I think that's all I can. Do. I only have a move action left. I'm just gonna stay next to it. All right, Clint. Um. The untangle. Um, so grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, starting from the point within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground into an, uh, an area into a difficult terrain. A creature in the area, when I cast the spell, must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. Ah. Uh, a creature restrained by the plants can use its action to make a strength check against a spell. On a success, it frees itself, and the plants go away when it's done. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to try to entangle the thing. Okay. Uh, entangle the thing, and then Mick, and also uh, Tally. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, Tally and, and Mick also need to make that, that saving throw. It's a strength, it's a saving... Yeah, strength saving throw... 18. Yeah, that's enough, because mine's mine's 13. Because I'm guessing it's my... It's the... Your spell save. Spell yeah. save? Okay, yeah, so 13. Uh, Tally and the and Gnome 5 are both okay. They, they none of them get entangled, but there's difficult terrain there. So what happens is these plants all of a sudden start springing out of the ground. They start trying to entangle everyone and everything around it. Unfortunately, like there's all this fire around and whatnot, so it makes the, the plants a little bit more brittle than they're supposed to be, so they're a little bit easier to break out of. Um, but they're still there, and they're still winding around. Cause they, it lasts for a while, doesn't it? it? It lasts for up to a minute. Yeah, anybody who starts their turn in it, or is it ends their turn in it? Um, it's difficult to rain... Um, only when it's cast does it does it get entangled. Oh, okay. So it's difficult terrain. So yeah. Okay. Uh, but there is that that difficult terrain that is now there. Um, Tally is on the ground. Tally is going to do his best to grab a dart and fling it at that spot. Uh, Tally does not succeed, but Tally actually gets more than one attack. Oh, you hit with the second one though. Hey. Uh, a dart slams right into the side. Um, when that happens, Gnome 5 freezes up, and you hear in your head, like, now now you want to beat it. It can't really move. Okay, now we want to beat on it, but it will fix move. But it, it'll fix itself soon. It can fix itself? <sighs> beat it up, Spango, beat it up. Yeah, Spango, go ahead. All right, um... Sorry, character voice. Uh, I, I'm going for that next spot again. Okay. Oh, you have advantage. I don't know if I need it. Uh, well, that, that's funny. Um, I got a 22. Yeah, you can do your sneak attack yeah. damage. Eight and I ten. Ten points of damage. Bang. All right. Uh, then it is Clint's turn. Oh, it is my turn. No, I'm sorry. My it's not Spanish. It's went. Uh, Gnome Five. Gnome Five is starting to fix himself. Uh, no. Uh, Mick. Uh, I'm gonna hit him as much as I can. I'll hit him with my staff. You have advantage on all these attacks. It's currently 
done for the moment. Excellent. Uh, I have a 20 versus armor class. Six damage. And then I will do a bonus action on arm strike. Yeah, 23 for another seven damage. All right, so Spango and Mick just descend upon Gnome 5 and start pummeling the the metal monstrosity, the mini metal monstrosity. There's like pows and blams and stabs and slashes, and then all of a sudden when the uh, smoke clears, there are different entangling vines holding different parts of Gnome 5 in their vines just kind of like uh, bobbing around. <laughs> and the two of you are standing there around it. Yeah. And Tally on the ground is like, did we get it? <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay, I'm going to go to sleep now. Puts his head down. Okay. I, uh, Put a hand down for a low five for you, so uh, it's a high five. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do it. I do a cool one. That's all for this episode of the FM Gamers. Join us next week for part two of this episode, or join us live every other Monday from seven to nine p.m. Eastern on Twitch.tv/MisdirectedMark. And remember, just because it's a gnome in metal doesn't mean it's not also a Terminator. <laughs>